0: THE FOLLOWING PROGRAM IS SPONSORED BY FRIENDS OF LIFE OUTREACH INTERNATIONAL. COMING UP, BETH MOORE GIVES US PRACTICAL GUIDANCE TO NAVIGATE THE CHOICES WE FACE EVERY DAY THROUGH A BETTER UNDERSTANDING OF GOD'S WORD.
1: BECAUSE WE LIVE IN THE AGE OF DECEPTION, AND we GOT TO KNOW WHAT'S TRUE, WHAT'S AUTHENTIC AND WHAT'S NOT. we GOT TO OPERATE PAST THE THINGS THAT WE CAN SEE WITH OUR HUMAN EYES AND WHAT WE'RE GOING TO CALL OUR SPIRITUAL GUT. What is He saying to you?
0: Developing Spiritual Discernment, next on Life Today.
2: Welcome to Live Today, I'm Randy Robinson. Sheila Walsh is with us again today. You're Hello. Sheila. How are you doing? I'm
3: great, thanks. You look great. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. thank you. I just had my haircut.
2: <laughs> you know, um, in today's world, we're told you're not to discriminate. You're not to even judge. But Beth is talking to us about discernment, which requires a bit of judgment, a bit of decision as to what's right, what's wrong, what's best.
3: I think that's the gift of a believer, spiritual discernment, to be able to tell what's good and what's of God and what's not.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's good. If you've missed uh, the series so far, you can get parts one and two on our website at lifetoday.org. But right now, let's go hear Beth, part three, spiritual discernment.
1: just wonder how many of you have been punked? Anybody? (laughs) Betrayed? Misled? Taken advantage of? Taken for a fool? Duped? Flat out lied to? Looked back on something you swallowed whole and think, what an idiot. When was the last time you believed something you shouldn't have? Or you accepted something or welcomed something that you terribly regretted that bit you on the back of the neck so hard you still feel shamed by it? What was it? When was the last time you just had that feeling inside you could not shake, but you could not quite defy it? When was the last time? Whole lot of life we've already established is black and white. But then we get into that gray zone, and it is in that gray zone where you and I have the biggest capacity to get sideswiped. In Paul's words to Timothy, we, we've come into an age of seduction. Seducing spirits, he said. What that means is we got our regular warfare. We got opposition, which is a normal part of the experience in, um, in the realm for believers. But then we got oppression. That's when the enemy somehow is in it now uh, where, where we can sense something. We can have warfare, but we can know it. But every now and then there comes a time of seduction when we just did not see it coming. It just was not black and white. It was not clear to us. Now somebody is going to be thinking right about now on the other side of that screen. You know, I can see Beth where you would need it, but I really can't see where spiritual, spiritual discernment comes into play in my own life. I mean, like you definitely shouldn't believe things that people tell you like that and then go broadcast them only to find that it's a lie. I can see it with your life, but I'm not sure I get it with mine. And I would beg to differ. Can you imagine how much it could be the salvation of marriages. My man always comes... uh with me on these tapings. There's been something, again, when we're talking about how did we know? It's not something he does the rest of the time. But we knew that for, for this place, for these tapings, he was supposed to come and provide a physical covering. He always prays for me over the phone uh, for, the, uh, for the rest of the events on the calendar. But God told us early on how, when I say that, how did we know? We somehow knew it. And our spiritual gut, this is what I'm talking about. So so he always comes with me, and he would be able to attest to the fact that some years ago um, in in the business that, that he was in for so long, I got a strange feeling about a woman. A strange feeling. And I said, listen, I really feel like, he knows I'm not just the big jealous type. I said, I, I, I really want you to be aware. I said, I think that you are going to have a very subtle advance come to you. And he knew it did not mean money. <laughs> and and I, I just want you, I want you to be on the lookout. He comes back the next day and says to me, I it happened exactly that way. And he said, I want you to know, Beth. He said, I had no idea she even felt that way. No idea. Came and told him she was going to be leaving the workplace because of her feelings. And he actually he said, I acted like I had no idea what she was talking about. And he said, I just told her, I so, said, well, you know, have a good life. We're glad you stopped by. And then, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, glad you came. Glad you're going. And he said, she walked out the door and he shut the door. And we, oh, that was it. That was it. I just, how did I know? I don't know how to explain it. Now, listen, uh, we could get all wiggy here and like we could manipulate everybody we know. But it wouldn't have been the Spirit had it not come out exactly that way, then it would have just been imagination. It just would have been jealousy. It just would have been suspicion. But it wasn't. It was God. It was God. And He placed a warning on us. The salvation of our marriages. Certainly it could be the salvation of our churches. is If we began in our churches to operate with spiritual discernment, Can you imagine the difference? Protection and all sorts of relational entanglements. It could keep us from uh, taking up employment where even if we went, I'm not trying to make something mystical out of it, but if we went and interviewed and we thought, you know, uh uh-uh, something is creepy here. Something just feels creepy here. You know what? Don't go to work there. (laughs) Don't go to work there. The Word of God tells us that in the latter days, There will be greater deception. Now I want to tell you something. All of us would say, all of us have heard um, uh, this phrase that this is the information age. Uh, We live in the laptop age. We live, I can get all of my information uh, that I need off of my phone. I can check my emails. I can get on the internet. I can find where the nearest Starbucks is. I can do all of these things straight from the apps on my telephone. We live in the information age. The information age presumes a deception age the more information the more deception because there's just more potential to do it and every realm of social networking you got opportunity you got blogs you got people taking up uh, entire uh, identities that are not true because they can pose it they can they can become someone online that they never dreamed of being otherwise i'm not saying everybody does it i'm saying it's happening and everyone I talk to has a story about somehow uh, being duped on a blog, on a Facebook account, on, on something uh, that, that turned out to be so different than it seemed. I want you to turn with me to Second Timothy chapter 3, and we'll begin to close up this first half of our two-part series in Second Timothy 3. Anybody think they could use any of these kinds of lessons? Yes. I-, I need to know what I cannot, with my human thinking, begin to know. 2 Timothy chapter 3. You'll know, see, here's the thing. W- we don't want it to get where all the freedom of uh, speech is removed, or we lose our freedom too. We can't just have it all policed because that's where we'll lose our ability to speak the truth of the gospel of uh, Christ's own salvation. So there's got to be another way to get around it, and that way is to be discerning. To be discerning. 2 Timothy chapter 3, let me show you something about it. This is the wildest chapter. It it begins to tell us about perilous times and the last of days. In the latter days there will be perilous times, but unlike Matthew chapter 24 that tells us about the ecological disasters and environmental disasters and circumstantial disasters, earthquakes, famines, all sorts of things that will erupt in the the last of days, uh, the witness of Christ going into every nation and people group. This particular chapter tells it from a sociological point of view this what will be perilous about the latter days according to 2 Timothy chapter 3 is people People will be this, 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 this. It starts by saying, they'll be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. And those are just verses one and two. Without love, (laughs) unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Sound familiar to anybody? Sound like the days that we live in? Well, drop down now and I want you to look at verses Uh, 12 and 13 of the same chapter. 12 and 13. In Paul's letter to Timothy, he says, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Verse 13, While evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. I want you to get your darling little pen out if you have one. You can get out a pen that's not darling if you can find one. (laughs) And I want you to underline that verse if you mark in your Bibles because it tells us exactly what we're talking about here, how to combat what we're up against because it says, you will see that evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. If we have ever in our lives needed discernment of the Spirit, we need it now because we live in the age of deception. We are living in the age of the poser And we got to know what's true, what's authentic, and what's not. we got to operate past the things that we can see with our human eyes into what the Holy Spirit is telling us and what we're going to call our spiritual gut. What is He saying to you? Is He warning you? Or is He saying, move in without hesitation, go with these people? Or is He saying, you back off and run for your ever-loving life? What is the Holy Spirit telling you? I want you to read on before we conclude this part. I want you to see what it says next. Many of you know some of the verses coming up, but I want you to see them in this context. Verse 14, but as for you, it's important for us to understand that we're talking about something that we're gonna operate in most accurately. Remember, we're in the gray zone now. Where it's black and white, go with black and white. Sometimes he says, flat out, you don't need to pray about this, flee from sexual immorality. I mean, he just goes, flee from it. You don't have to think like, okay, now this is gray. Oh no, it's not gray. <laughs> it's really not gray. I mean, am I supposed to work? Am I supposed to be an exotic dancer? Or like. No, no, that's not great. I'm, a pr- I'm praying this, sh- no, that's not great. I'm not making fun. Now, listen, we all have all sorts of, of, um, of temptations, all sorts of, of, of pasts and all sorts of, of histories, but I'm just telling you some things we can just go, that's black or white. Do I need a, a, a church that teaches the scriptures? I don't have to pray through now. They never do open their Bible, but I'm trying to think God may have us here. for. No, God does not have you there for, move. Move, unless you're the pastor. If you are, start teaching the scriptures. <laughs> I mean, some things, you don't have to pray about them. Like they're either go or stay. It's just like, I'm, I don't know. I just don't really feel the same way about my husband as I used to. I wonder if, no, you're staying. You know what I'm saying? Some of things are just like black and white. But this one, this is in the gray zone here. And what we're going to find out is that we will most accurately discern the Holy Spirit when we have an operating uh, knowledge of God's Word. I'm not saying we have to know the the basic um, foundation of every book, all 66 books of the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I'm saying the more we, we get to know God through His Word, the more we're going to be accurate when it comes to matters of spiritual discernment. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will never work contrary to God's Word. It was God breathed. He will always be congruent. Always. It will always line up. So we got to know God's Word because sometimes we're going to go, you know, well, uh, I'm I feeling that because this is what the Scripture says and that's not what we were doing. I mean, th- that's the best way to do it. But here's what I want to say. And you know, the first time I ever taught this, I left this out. And I'm so glad. Um, this has been something God's been working in my heart. I'm so glad He brought it back to my remembrance this time. If you have no background in God's Word, but you still have a feeling in your spirit, If you received Christ uh, some time ago, but you've just never grown up in Him, in the Word of God, uh, and you're thinking, then I can forget it where spiritual discernment is concerned. Listen, you may still, because His Holy Spirit is in you, He may still check you on something. You might still get a feeling. So I'm not saying that it never applies to you. I am saying this. Go to someone you know who does have a working knowledge of the Scriptures, and ask them, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I, I, I think that God's telling me through, his spirit, through the indwelling Spirit. Do you think that I'm right here? And begin to get to know God through His Word. But even until then, is He telling you something you need to respond to? Can you find out for some, from someone, is it congruent with the Word of God? What is it He is telling us? I need to be smarter than I am. I need to be wise about matters. In this age of the poser, listen, if you have a teenager in your home, you need spiritual discernment. If you're a teacher, a friend, a relative, neighbor, there's so much going on that we cannot see. The Holy Spirit can make known to us, can reveal to us, disclose to us what our human eyes would never see. If He can do it, I want it. I want it. That's what this series is about. Let's pray together. Father, we ask You in the mighty name of Jesus to work this work even as we study it together, that even today, Father, in something that you're doing, would you just show us, God, that that we really can hear you, that when you have a mind to speak, Lord, you are perfectly capable of letting us know in matters, Father, where, where, where it's got to be right or it's got to be left. It's got to be this way or it's got to be that way. You really do have specific will and mind for us. Tell us, God. Show us what we need to see. Give us ears to hear what we need to understand. Open our spiritual eyes and enlighten us. In the mighty and miraculous name of Jesus, amen.
2: Always a blessing when, when Beth teaches on Wednesdays in the Word. I, I need to mention, we have a great devotional book by Beth. Uh, it is available right now. It's called Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. We can all use some more of those.
3: And one of the things I love about Beth's writing is she's funny and approachable and real, but very profound. I mean, real spiritual yeah. nuggets.
2: Oh, yeah. I've been listening to her for years, and I still listen, and I go, wow, what depth. She just knows how to unpack the Word. You can get that devotional today when you will support our medical mission. Uh, We're doing something a little different here at Life. You know, We've done water and food and rescued girls out of sex trafficking. Well, we're doing something special right now where we go and we provide surgeries or we provide braces for children who have been born with a birth defect known as clubfoot. And Sheila, you got to witness it firsthand.
3: It was really amazing. And the thing that blew me away even more was watching those who had not got help. I mean, literally, we were, we were in the van and we were driving to the hospital, and suddenly one of our crew said, Let's stop for a minute. And we got out, and there's these two men in wheelchairs, and their feet are so badly mm. malformed. And literally, their whole life now is simply begging. So if they don't get help when they're a child, mm. that's their future.
2: That's tough. I, I, can we go take a look at one of the stories that you got to see in the Dominican Republic with someone, a mother?
3: Uh, I fell out. in love with this yeah. woman and her baby and her family. Watch this. I
2: house a
3: me a Señor, tú qué me lo diste así y yo casi me estuve al morir con mi barriga. Todos los días cuando me levanto le pido a Dios por mi bebé y que Dios me le dé cada día más y de salud. Nothing a mother wants more than to be able to take care of her child. I mean, there's, there's nothing. You, you wait nine months, you know, and you just you can't wait to see that little face. You can't wait to count those fingers and toes. And when Rosario got to do that, everything that she'd been hoping and praying for fell apart in that moment. That's why we're here. That's why life exists. To be able to say, we care for you, we care for you. Um, We stand with you, we stand together, and you're not alone in this. You are not alone. We're going to be there for you. I know that you, our viewers, care about moms like this. Isn't it interesting that the little one's name is Angel? So I'm asking you, would you be like an angel right now and answer this mom's prayer? Sheila, what do you even say? You know, the amazing thing was, I got to take my son with me, Christian came with me. He's, He's 19 and he was so moved by this mom because she's malnourished. She can't even produce enough breast milk. So my 19 year old son, looked for his backpack and found his wallet and emptied out his wallet and gave it to this mom to buy milk because he said, mom, on campus at university, we're worrying about what size of pizza we should get. (laughs) she can't even provide milk for her, for her child. I mean, her baby is hurting and broken, and she can't even feed him. I just know if you'd been there with us, I mean, you would have wrapped your arms around this woman. She's beautiful. She loves the Lord. She has faith. She prayed. And the thing is, you and I get to do something. I mean, those little braces, Randy, for the feet that I took little Angel Davy up with his mom, and we got his very first step, They cost $17. I mean, if we just cut out... Fancy coffee for one week. Yeah. We could help one child. Absolutely. Thirty-four dollars for two. Sixty-eight bucks. Four kids are going to have the chance to run.
2: As a parent, I can't think of anything worse than that sense of helplessness when your child is in need. When your child is suffering, I, I I would hate to face that and to think for a lifetime. You know, a lot of these kids, I'm told, they are seen as cursed when they are born with that.
3: I found one of the dads that I talked to, he said, my greatest worry for my child is um, some people think that there's something evil in our family Mm -hmm. or our child would not have been made like that. But the thing that's amazing is so many of these moms and dads that I met, you know, we went to the hospital and they all have a worship service before Mm -hmm. they go and get treated. And I watch these moms and dads raising their arms in worship before they go and take their little one to get help. And that's what we want to do all around the world. What we want to do is provide for 10... 1, children. That sounds like a lot, but when you think it's just 17 bucks, we can do it, and we want to do 400 surgeries, because some kids need a little bit more help but it's only $400. A lot of you could do that. In fact, God really moved my son and I and said, you know what, we're stepping up and we're gonna pay for some of these surgeries. So I just wanna ask you, would you do your best? Would you give your best gift? You can call the number, you can go line to lifetoday.org, but let's make a difference. Let's, let's set the
2: children of the world yeah. running. Yeah, Let, let's send a real clear message. You are not cursed. Jesus Christ came to bro- break that curse. You are blessed as Christians. We are reaching out. We are blessing you. We are giving you a future because that's what you're doing. You're giving these children a chance at life. They don't have to be beggars. This is the last week we're going to ask you to do this. And I'm asking you, look at that, Sheila. Changes their life. Changes their lives. You can do it. Go to the phones. Go online. Give the best gift
0: you can today children born with birth defects in underdeveloped nations are often overlooked, uncared for, and even abandoned. And for tens of thousands every year born with a condition known as clubfoot, their deformity leads to a struggle to just survive. The good news is there is a simple and life-changing solution. This summer, with your support, Life Outreach will provide 10,000 children with corrective braces that will give them a chance to walk like any normal child. With a cost of $17 per brace, your gift of $34 will help provide two children with corrective braces. $68 will provide for four children. And $102 will help give six children braces and the opportunity to walk. And for children with a much more severe need, gifts of $400, $800, or even $1,200 will help provide life-changing corrective surgery for one, two, or three children in need. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beth Moore's devotional, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. With your gift of $102 or more to provide six children with corrective braces, you'll also receive the journal edition NIV Bible. Finally, with your gift of $1,200 or more, you may receive Majesty, our 2016 commemorative bronze sculpture. This summer, join with us to give children hope for a future. Let's give them a chance to walk. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online today.
3: Do you know that one out of every 750 live births, the children have club feet? But the amazing thing is, fixing it is really simple. You know, our darling Nasari will have to wear a plaster cast for a time. Then he'll have to wear braces for a time. But all of those simple things are non-invasive um, will mean that this boy, this beautiful boy, will grow up to have a normal life. But it's not just here in the Dominican Republic, but we're working in 18 countries with children just like Nasario who need help. So would you call that number on your screen or would you go to lifetoday.org and, and make the best possible gift so that all around the world, there'll be boys and girls that finally are able to kick off those braces and run. And it's our prayer that because of your love, they'll be running into the arms of Jesus. I know that you don't give to get, I know that. But when you do, we just want to say thanks. We have some lovely gifts that we'd love to send to you, thanking you for making such a difference.
2: Beth Moore's devotional is one of those gifts, so request it. This is the last week we're offering it, so this is your last chance to get it. So make the phone call, go online, and join us again every day right here on Life Today.
0: Become an ambassador for life and feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty and bring hope to the hopeless. When you raise funds for life, you change lives. Contact life today. We develop most diseases by consistently making the wrong food choices. Dr. Don Colbert, tomorrow.